0: All right, another day in quarantine means another wellness check. This is uh, this was recorded Sunday, the twenty uh, sixth, and um, it is going to air on Monday. So uh, I hope everyone had a nice weekend. Today's guest is a re wellness check, um, and it's uh, Joe Johnson from Obvious Shirts. Uh, Joe and I met. Um, God, I guess it's probably going on like two years ago. We've become pretty fast friends, great guy, very like-minded as you can tell by the uh, essence of his company. Um, so we just kind of caught up, uh, talked about how the quarantine is impacting him and his business. Thankfully, people are still buying shirts. And he's using uh, he's using his platform to raise money and awareness for some of the folks impacted, um, like all of us are. Uh, but but to help raise some money for, for uh, folks impacted, by the quarantine uh which has been really interesting we so we talk about that he's also in the process of raising money for uh for the v foundation in partnership with mark silverman the espn 1000 host who announced this week that he was diagnosed with lymphoma um so joe is a great guy and really enjoys giving back and views that as a very vital um role for his business so uh, we talk about that um he Uh, it's the the business is just him and his girlfriend. So it's tough for him to keep up with stuff sometimes, particularly when they have a rush of sales. And as a result, he, he also is the one usually answering all the customer service emails. So he's uh, been dealing with uh, a few upset customers and uh, that sort of stuff really wears on him. I think because he's a good dude. Um, So we talk about that. Uh, We talk about a bunch of stuff. We talk about how he's really enjoying John Krasinski uh, the the good news uh, video updates that he's been doing. Um, we talk about uh, <laughs> I don't know what got us on this tangent, but we were oh we were talking about the last dance in detail, um, and uh, something got us talking about the Packers. Oh, uh, I don't remember offhand, but it was basically how he could never find himself hating Brett Favre, uh, and uh, even though he's not a Packers fan, and then we talk about how his sister actually grew up a Packers fan because. Uh, When she was in grade school, her teacher was the daughter of a former Packer. Um, So uh, we kind of get in detail about that sort of stuff. Um, We, of course, talk about what he would sacrifice in order for the quarantine to come to a quick and responsible end. And uh, he is the one who helped me come up with that question that I use in every podcast, uh, every wellness check. Um, So I asked him if he could help me come up with another one, and we kind of talk around about that. But it's basically like, what is your... The first memory that like solidified your sports fandom or your first memory uh of sports so uh lots of stuff joe's the kind of guy as you'll listen um i don't know we said oh, yeah we, yeah you know, we'll wrap it up and then we wound up talking for like another 10 minutes because we just you know really enjoy uh catching up so uh quick break and then my wellness check with joe johnson from Obvious shirts all right another day in quarantine means another wellness check today's actually a wellness recheck my second repeat customer uh, repeat guest here for a Wellness Check. It's Joe Johnson from Obvious Shirts. Joe, how are you doing?
1: What up, Brad? You know, I'm hanging in there, man, like many millions of Americans. We're just waiting for this to pass. Um, feel terrible for all the families that have had to suffer through this pandemic, yeah. but um, if there's any light at the end of the tunnel, I feel like Americans are are coming together, maybe more so than they have, or realizing that we do need one another. So I'm just ready for things to get back to normal whenever that day comes and ready for baseball to be back.
0: Well, and I think you're, I mean, I I appreciate you mentioning that. And I think you're a a good example of helping people come together because you are often uh, using your efforts to raise funds for uh, very uh, noteworthy causes. And I know when we last spoke, that was like a month ago, unfortunately, that it's we've been quarantine's been going on that long, but when we last spoke you had the whole uh wash your hands campaign. Uh and uh that was originally intended to support out of work Cubs employees, but they're still getting covered by the Ricketts family, right? So uh yeah. and you and you've raised a, a fair amount of money and you've you've been selling a lot of those shirts, right?
1: Yeah, so there was a, obviously like anything in this business, you see a really big boom in the beginning. People are excited. They share it. They talk. They, you know, spread the word. Um, so we did like five grand in the first maybe week or 10 days. Um, and then since then, we've done another 2,500. So we've raised $7,500 in about a month. That's uh, awesome. For, for all the, you know, what started at the displaced workers, like you mentioned, uh, but now we know that the Ricketts, are covering them through the entire month of May so I'm working on if I should you know go that continue on that route and still provide those displaced workers or if I should donate the $7500 to the Chicago Relief the COVID Relief Fund which will you know benefit medical supplies take care of the medical professionals that are you know at the front lines of all of this that desperately need you know more time and attention Money, all of that. So that's great, man. Um, the money is going to a great cause. I just have not figured out which cause would be most right. beneficial from the seventy five hundred dollars.
0: Right. That's great, dude. Um, I mean, you've yeah, you've raised a lot of money for a lot of noteworthy organizations uh, in in your time doing business, and uh, it's good you come through on it because you know not everyone people a lot of people go yeah. to things with great intentions, but then uh, you know it makes it tougher for it to actually happen. Uh, And you, before we start recording, you mentioned uh, you're working on something uh, with uh, coming out of Mark Silverman's uh, unfortunate lymphoma diagnosis. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that really, you know, that shocked me. Like it shocked probably a bunch of Chicagoans, you know, even, even people that have transplanted from Chicago to other cities that still follow, you know, ESPN 1000. But yeah, that, that really like shocked me, man. So I, you know, again, the first thing I thought of was like, I need to help. I want to help. And, you know, Sylvie is, Sylvie's up there, dude. He's, he's one of my favorite, if not like my favorite, you know, sports radio host, or I, I just tend to agree with what he says. I think he looks at things pretty rational. He's obviously he's a Cub fan and I share his struggles with the bulls. Um, so, yeah, I, I just felt like I connected to him. And I reached out to him on, on Twitter. Uh, we've done other, you know, I've sent him other shirts in the past. And he's, he's given me shout outs, things like that. So we've developed a relationship. That's and cool. I just said, yes. You know, Sylvia, I, I don't have the words to tell you, like, everything's going to be okay. I know that he's a strong dude and Chicago's behind you, but at the very least, can I help, you know, you and your family, if, if you guys can think if, if there's any possible way where, you know, money can help you have one less worry throughout all this, I'd love to, you know, be a, an arm to extend out to you for support. And long story short, yeah, I we're working on some designs. I've been bouncing things. Because I, I want him to, it's important that he put has a say in this. It's important that he, that this shirt reflects the kind of individual that he is. And hopefully we can get those printed, you know, this week and uh, distributed, you know, next week. And I think it would be good not only to raise awareness and show our support, but it'll, it'll just be a nice way to take maybe your mind off the negative and and maybe turn something like this into a a positive experience for for sure.
0: So you'll obviously, obviously be selling those uh, at your, on on your website.
1: Yeah. We'll sell them, you know, directly, directly to consumers from our website. We're going to donate all the proceeds uh, to his family. He, and this just like, I hope he's not mad at me for talking about this because it's still, you know, early on in the stages, but to kind of tell you the guy that, you know, Mark Silverman is is I, I told him what I wanted to do and I wanted to donate everything to him and his family and he's like, How about we donate it to, you know, the um the I'm sorry, I'm losing the 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 V Foundation. Sorry. Oh, okay. The V yeah. Foundation. And um I was like, wow, like here's a guy who just found out he has uh, cancer and he's already thinking about others and that just kinda of blew me away. Um and it made me want to help out even more. And I said, you know, you call the shot, Sylvie, whatever you want. Maybe we do a 50% to the V Foundation and 50%, you know, to you and help make sure that you're doing good. And um, he just said, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it soon. So
0: that's just, cool. That's
1: just awesome. He's just such a cool guy.
0: Yeah, for sure. I So I forget what day that was that he announced it. It was this week. And I want to say it
1: was, I want, I want to say it was Monday. Yeah, it might've been Monday.
0: Tuesday. And I saw his post about, you know, I have a big announcement. And then of course there were all these people speculating. And I, I know, I know Sylvie fairly well. And I met his wife. I actually met his wife before. I think he met his wife, which is kind of funny. Cause we have a lot of, mutual, <laughs> we have a lot of mutual you friends. You know it. Yeah. You know everybody. Though. That's I'm not, it's not exactly true. But, um, and so I was like, Oh, I wonder what, you know, I figured for sure it was like, you know, another baby or like, you know, whatever. Everyone was speculating like things on, you know, positive things and then all of a sudden my wife sends me a text what, what, it, what it actually was after he after his show started and I was like holy shit so I listened to that segment and uh and then you know I've been following some of the updates you know he posted that he w- with his tre- treatment starting this week and stuff so yeah man that's awesome that's a great way for you know and, and that it's 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 amazing you have that outlet because a lot of people don't and and you're able to not only are you able to sort of like facilitate donations but then you can amplify the message around it with your social platform and with you know with the platform you, you you've created with your business so that's good on you man yeah well uh, i appreciate that yeah let me know when let me know when those come out and we'll uh, we'll we'll share the word on them too um yeah.
1: Br- yeah. real quick brad how are you doing how have you been <laughs> During uh-huh. all this, so what have you been up to? Uh, uh, I, I know I love that you do this. I love that you these podcasts are awesome, and and kudos to you, uh, for building on the heck, like the heckler and what it stands for and and its outreach. But like, people want to know about you too, man.
0: <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Uh I'm I'm all right. You know, I have uh, like everybody else. I have like good days and bad days. My I think my bad days are are when I spend more time on social media and less time you know, either creating content or doing just work related stuff or, you know, Sarah and I are going to take the dogs for a walk in a little bit here. And, you know, those, those tend to be like the better days. Right. Um, you know, when, uh, when, you know, when, when you spend too much time on social media and you read all the speculation about the quarantine and about the pandemic and like Yeah, that stuff can really drag you down. And, and it's, and at this point it really is just speculation, right? Like all we know is, is what we know. Yeah. Um, We
1: don't, we, yeah, we don't know. I mean, that's, and I've had this conversation with so many friends and family members about, you know, just the news in general, the news is, is negative. Um, It's always negative. And think about, think of a world where if the news was good news and I, and not, not only good news, because you have to understand and you have to take in the perspective of, of what's going on in this world and the negative things that are happening to get to hopefully get perspective on maybe how lucky or blessed or fortunate we are that that's not us. But it could be somebody we know. And I, I love what um, uh, is it? I, I don't even know. I'm, I'm so bad with names. Is it John Krant, uh The guy from the office from. Oh, yeah. John, Krenzik, John, John, John Krasinski. John Krasinski. Sorry, yeah. people are going to be like, you don't know John Krasinski. <laughs> um, um, he, you know, he has the Good News podcast, and I think that's so freaking clever, and I think that's so much what we need, is because we're even on social. It's and even even in my line of work, you know, I don't, I do, I do hear from people that you know their shirt brought a smile to their day, or somebody commented on their shirt and it, you know, gave them the warm fuzzies, which is. The purpose of the company but right man i hear every negative thing every negative thing every time and i feel like the negatives just outweigh the positives and it's so easy to get stuck in that in that hole or you you, you know i find myself digging myself my own hole deeper and deeper because i let the negative weigh me down so much right. i don't i don't realize you know joe you did a lot of positive things too and i need to get better and it's a learning curve and a learning experience but yeah. I'm, I'm rambling now, but yeah, no, you're I, fine. I, the world needs more to good news. No, I feel you, man. Um,
0: yeah. And,
1: um,
0: well, I mean, it, it's also the, the, like in your position, when you hear from an upset customer, if they're upset because of something you did, which is probably not likely it's more likely, you know, it was a problem with the USPS or, you know, whatever. Right. But like, you're, you're going to hear from them. Those are almost always, if you're a good person, which you are, if you're a good person, those are always going to impact you more than the positives, right? You have, I mean, you have thousands of people sending you pictures wearing your shirts. You have thousands of, of times where like literally thousands of times where like during sporting events, people are seen on TV in the stands wearing your shirts. That's all awesome. Right. But like that can all be, all those good feelings can be washed away in a minute with someone telling you that you suck oh yeah because oh, yeah i mean because because yeah. their shirt arrived too small or yeah may, maybe it took you an extra day to get the or whatever right but like yes so uh i have my theories on that that will you 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 know i mean i used to work in a customer facing role i've with the heckler we oftentimes have interactions with people who you know go on a heckler trip or have bought a heckler shirt not nearly as many as have bought uh obvious shirts but still uh and yeah those those people but yeah we got to figure out a way that you're uh a little bit isolated yeah. from that, but that's and
1: what... the scary thing is, is that I don't want to harp on the negative and and talk too much further about it, but you know, I was doing, I was looking back at you know my January, February, and you know I had four thousand orders in a forty-five day span, and I'm and I and I royally messed up about twenty of those four thousand, and the damage that was done by the twenty and and i think we made it right by everybody you know in in my terms of making it right is if you are not satisfied whatsoever i'm going to give you a full refund and let you keep your keep your shirts or if it took a delay i'm going to give you all your money back and let you keep the shirts um and the, the the damage done by 20 individuals on social because again people love the negative and they can their voices their voices heard louder and more clear when they're like striking a nerve it i felt like the 20 individuals who have every right to be upset and went to social to make sure everybody in their circle knew that they were upset did more damage than the positives of you know the 3,980 that hopefully love their shirt but yeah it's the world that we live in
0: right well uh I mean, yeah, that stuff happens, and it's unfortunate. And uh, you know, you're you've also been very. We talked about this on the on the last podcast. You you're very transparent that you know it's basically you and you, and your girlfriend, right? And you're you know you there are times where you have a lot of traffic and it, and a lot of sales, and some it can be tough to to keep up with that. And and a lot of you know the people you're not hearing from are the ones who are just perfectly content with, with what happened. Yeah. Right. So like you, you, you do have a lot of satisfied customers, but yeah, the, I mean, it's sort of like a, it's not even an 80, 20 rule. It's more like a 90, 10 rule where like, yeah, if, you know, but if 10% of the feedback you get is negative, that's going to, being a good guy uh, that's going to drag you down, man. For sure. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Yeah. Go, go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say like, I don't take a day for granted though. I'm I'm very, very lucky. I'm very, very fortunate that you know i get to wake up and just you know sell shirts about things that i love so right i don't want people to take this as you know here's this guy who's just harping on the negatives and complaining like that's not what i am i'm just learning i've never done any of this so i'm learning as i'm going i i never once ever thought i would sell t-shirts for a living right um but here we are and i'm very 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 happy and lucky that i am but yeah, you, I've never been in this territory. I've never, I've always tried to do the right thing, do right by people. I, I'm a, you know, a people pleaser. I like when people get together and have a good time and I struggle with the times that I don't, you know, please individuals or customers and they have something to say. Like I, sure. yeah, I take that to heart, but all I can do is learn from it, prevent it from happening again and keep cranking out. Shirts that people hopefully enjoy wearing.
0: Well, luckily, you've not had a problem cranking out uh, shirts that people like wearing. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. before we record, one of the things that that we were talking about, and I know uh, we've on social media uh, exchanged uh, some thoughts on, uh, is uh, the last dance. And this, yes. is to, so this is gonna, I'm gonna post this on our website tonight, which is which is Sunday, and then it's gonna come out Monday. So we will not we have not yet seen the next two episodes the Rodman Rodman, yeah. and then I, I don't know what, yeah, I don't know
1: what episode four is going to be about. Um, but episode three has me extremely excited because Dennis Rodman was, you know, when he came over in 96, I was eight years old. So at, at, at age eight, you know, you, you don't really have a lot else going on in your life. So you have like your sports and your friends. Um, and so I gravitated towards Rodman because he was so I've never seen anything like him before, um, and I, when you watch the 1996 playoffs, Dennis Rodman, arguably hot take coming hot coming take out of the basement of uh, of obvious shirts head, world headquarters. Oh, I thought your headquarters were a Rod- ten were
0: a ten thousand square foot facility. Yes, hundred thousand square Dennis feet. Dennis Rodman
1: might have been might have been the most valuable contributor. Uh, to the Bulls' success that year, because I I don't remember everything when I was eight, obviously. But watching Dennis Rodman play as a 31 year old adult, who I think my knowledge of basketball and baseball is is pretty on par. Um, he was a game changer. He, I mean, what did he average? Almost 20 rebounds a game in the finals or the playoffs? <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, the yeah the finals like. That converts, that converts to a lot of points. And I know he's not a point scorer, but those points don't get scored unless the right. man brings down the board and gets it in the right hands. So I just thought, I've, I've been having so much fun rewatching those old games. Um, obviously, The Last Dance has been the most captivating sports documentary I've ever seen. And yeah. last week, those two hours went by like it was 20 minutes.
0: Yeah, and I was so bummed that I'm like, oh man, we're not going to be able to see the rest of these for another month and two at a time per week. Like that's it it almost Why seems... did
1: do you know do you or Sarah know why ESPN did it that way and not like, you know, the, the usual Netflix releases all I don't know, you know eight or ten episodes and yeah, let you I don't binge? Know.
0: I don't know. I mean that you know, they have a slightly different model, right, than the Netflix, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um I probably
1: did... probably smarter that they spaced it out because look how much more we're talking about it. Well that, now we're gonna yeah. be talking about this for the next two months instead yeah. of
0: that's fair for sure i mean uh you know i'm i, I became uh, like a decade or so whatever ago i became a pretty big fan of um the show Arrested development and mm-hmm. and you know they move it 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 eventually fox didn't renew it and then a new season came out on netflix and i still haven't seen that new season i watched the first like three or four episodes and i was like oh that's cool but be- i think because it was like only avail- I mean, it was available, like been in a binge fashion as opposed to like gradually released. I didn't have an incentive to like, I don't know. So yeah, you're, and, and, and you're right though. The anticipation is definitely higher now a- after each episode. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty phenomenal. And, and, you know, it was great to seeing like all the, you know, like, uh, like Zach, Zach Levine, and guys like uh, I don't remember. Yeah, if it's, I don't remember if it's Levine absolutely. or Levine being like. I mean, I, I, I could watch. Basket, I'd watch yeah. all. You know, people would be. I watch all ten episodes right now. If I could, or all. I, you and know. there's
1: a lot. There's a lot. I I actually before you called, I had the Rodman for better or for worse. I'm gonna, you know, I'm I'm watching that this afternoon while I'm you know, I'm you know in the background while I do my work. Um. But there's, I think like what we're going to see tonight is a lot of things about Dennis Rodman that we never knew or like insight into him. We saw the superficial Dennis Rodman, but I don't know. I think we're going to learn a lot about Dennis Rodman, the man. Oh, for sure. Maybe things might make sense more. I don't know. I just think he's a fascinating athlete. I think he's one of a kind. I don't know too many athletes in other sports that brought to the table what Dennis Rodman brought every single night, you know, 150%. I was never I, the, the dude never got tired right never got tired
0: right I mean I moved here in 99 so I I just barely missed all that but I remember I mean you know obviously I was very well aware of it of the phenomenon and I remember like the the billboard that where they would change the color of his hair I uh, remember
1: do you remember the McDonald's cups uh McDonald's had like a thing and I God bless my mom. My mom went all over the area when I was a kid trying to collect, you know, the four or six Dennis Rodman cups that would change color (laughs) when you put a a drink in it. It would change color.
0: I didn't know that that happened. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, dude was a a phenomenon, man. And uh, yeah. Um, So uh, on the first wellness check we did, you asked or we started talking about what we would sacrifice in order for the quarantine to end. Yeah. I now ask every guest that. Which is pretty cool. Awesome. And it's the one question that everyone's like, "Huh, that's a good question." And the the responses have varied greatly. Um, yeah,
1: Len Casper made me feel like a piece of crap. No,
0: he changed his mind. That though. dude.
1: Well, I, yeah, he did change his mind and, and 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 chose pizza with me. But that dude was willing to give up his salary like <laughs> that. That made me feel an inch tall. <laughs> but I, I was mine, I so. was
0: also I was also talking to him on opening day, which should have been opening day though too. So he might have been you know, feeling a little bit more, uh, you know, emotional about it. But then he did, but then he did change his mind just, just, you know, and, and got on board with you. And, uh, you know, some people have said like donuts, other people have said body parts, um, is what you would sacrifice. Has that changed at all?
1: Um, no, because since we've talked, I've probably had pizza about 18 times. So that's 18, 18, nights out of 30, it might be more than that. I'll have to ask Grace, but I eat pizza three to four. Pizza is, is ingested three or four days out of the week. I don't – if it might be lunch, it might be dinner. Um, we always have five to ten frozen pizzas on backup in the freezer in case my go-tos don't have a long wait or they don't have availability or the delivery drivers aren't, you know, are, are, are you know, that's pretty, not available. That's pretty phenomenal. Yeah, so I'm – pizza is – pizza i run on pizza. i've
0: had a fair amount of meals at your place and i think they have all been pizza
1: you have yeah <laughs> i don't the one time you brought over cozy noodles that was the only time we oh, didn't yeah.
0: have pizza <laughs> cozy noodles is delicious but you're right it you know it wasn't pizza uh, yeah. so so i want to get a, uh, an editorial suggestion from you can you think of any other questions i should ask any other question i should ask all all of my guests in addition to what they would sacrifice
1: Oh, man. Putting me on the spot here. That's a a very good question to ask me about. What's a good question to ask them? It's kind of meta. Um,
0: It's kind of meta. But, yeah.
1: Man. Should it be related to coronavirus or could it just be for your podcast in general? Anything. Yeah.
0: Anything in general.
1: I would say something that I would like to know like who you speak to maybe is Maybe the moment that he or she, the individual that you're speaking to, um, you know, fell in love with sports. Um, because for me, it was probably like, you know, people remember the, the moment that they became a Cubs fan or, you know, their grandfather or their parents right. might have taken them to a game at Wrigley. But Kerry Wood's 20 strikeout game made me obsessed with Chicago Cubs. And there was Mark Grace before that, who I liked, but Carrie Wood's 20 strikeout game and being 10 years old and, you know, funny story real quick is I always rode the bus to and from elementary school. And my aunt was a fifth grade teacher at said elementary school that I attended. I was in third grade at the time. And I, I used her phone, her classroom phone and my mom come pick me up from school because it would have shaved off forty five minutes to an hour of my uh you know route back home. She came and picked me up from school so I could watch, you know, innings eight and nine. Um and yeah, I'll never forget that. So like maybe the moment they became That's good. If there if there was a moment in their life that they vividly remember that maybe got them hooked onto sports or hooked onto a player or hooked onto teams.
0: That's good. And I don't even know what my answer would be. That's a good question. And i, I w I'm gonna start working that into uh Into my rotation, a few of my guests have been sports. Maybe just ask
1: them, "What's your very, what's your first fond memory of sport?" And like, I think that can open up a lot of really good answers and and create a lot of really good dialogue because everybody's got different moments. And yeah, I mean, think about real quick. And I know I'm a rambler. You already (laughs) know this, so you're not surprised. But from May of 1998 to September of 1998, we had. As a Chicago Cubs and a Chicago Bulls fan, uh, there's many of those out there yeah. um, that share the same interests as I do. We had Kerry Woods' 20 strikeout game in May. We had the Bulls have their last dance and win six out of eight, second three-peat in June. And then July, August, was the home run race. September, the Cubs clinched the wild-card game. They win the wild-card game. Yeah, they get swept by the Braves. But, man, that made a September it was a really good time to be a Chicago fan, especially being ten years old. And like that, that's that was the biggest part of my life. Was when you're ten years old, you have school, you have your friends, and you have Chicago sports. I love
0: that like, you were. That ten, was it. I love that you were ten.
1: You asshole. Uh, yeah.
0: I was. At, I was in college, and uh, I'll never forget the night that Mark McGuire broke Roger Maris's record. I found out my girlfriend was cheating on me. Like I walked.
1: Oh, no. In. Yeah, I walked That's in. That's two <laughs> terrible things.
0: I walked in. She lived on the same block as me. And she was supposed to call me the night before that night. Actually, I guess it was probably the morning then after she was supposed to call me. and She never did. So I was like, fuck it. And I, and I looked and there was this, there was a dude's car in her driveway. And I it was like nine in the morning, 10 in the morning. I went and like knocked on the door. And then there she oh, was. There she was in bed with this dude. I didn't actually see her in bed, but I I know they—I knew they were in bed together. So uh, that was my memory of the the summer and fall of '98. But you're right, though. That was—I also remember watching the tail end of the Wood strikeout game, and um, I wasn't—I mean, I definitely was following the Bulls during all that. But uh, that summer, I was like—I was working at a sausage factory, so I was uh, pretty—I was pretty—I was pretty busy with my 5 a.m.s. Um, so who
1: was, who were, who were your, when you were 10 years old, who was your sports idol? Who was your sports uh, icon?
0: Well, the, so the, uh, definitely Robin Yount. Cause you know, I grew up in Wisconsin and so when I was 10 years old. That would have been 86, uh, and 87, 87. They won 13 games in a row and that was like Robin Yount and Paul Molitor and Cecil Cooper, Teddy Higuera, all these, like all these guys, the Brewers were like the, the Packers sucked. Um, so I mean, what I, I, division
1: weren't the Brewers in the AL then? Yeah, they in were. Which divi- were they they're they the they AL Central?
0: Uh, at that time, there were only two divisions. This that's how old I am, yeah. dude. Dude, when I was like when I was born, uh, I don't think I think there was just one round of the playoffs before the World Series. That's how old I am. But um,
1: you're not that old.
0: <laughs> so, but um, uh, they were in the AL East, so they were they were up against like oh, okay. the Yankees and the Tigers and the Twins. Um and the White Sox, um, uh, or were the White Sox in the West? I don't remember. But anyway, the the White Sox actually ended their the the Brewers' thirteen game win streak in twenty in twenty uh, or in nineteen eighty seven, and that's where the that's where the nickname Cheeseheads came from, because there were people in Chicago who were rooting for the Brewers to win to beat the White Sox. And I remember my dad and I, we we were, like, driving somewhere. We might have been going, like, fishing or something very Wisconsin-ish. And, uh, and there we we somehow, for some reason, were listening to, we, we picked up some Chicago talk radio station, and they were talking about how upset they were that there were people in Chicago who wanted the Brewers to win, so their 13-game win streak would continue. And he's like, I can't, I, I'll never know who the host was, but he was like, I can't believe that you're cheering for this bunch of cheeseheads. And that's when oh the, that's gosh. when the nickname geez, it was it was derogatory, and as we know now, uh, the uh, the uh, Wisconsin faithful have embraced it uh, full fullheartedly, full full force. Um, oh so yeah. So anyway, so yeah, Robin Young was my guy. I mean, I liked I liked the Cubs too. Like I liked Sandberg, and you know, like Grace was right it was around then. And I remember I remember when they they lost in '84. I remember when they lost the Padres. I didn't really i was like too young to really like focus on the game but i remember that
1: yeah 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 my sister what my sister's fourth grade teacher her dad played for the packers so her whole classroom you know how elementary schools are like they're really they really show out the flair the teachers sure. to express their personality which is great but her room was all packers who's, the, so who's sister, the teacher uh her name was mrs amundsen i don't know what her what her father's name was but the last name is amundsen It begins with an a okay um i couldn't tell you anything more than that but we're gonna we're, we're I, gonna have to
0: we're gonna have to research that one after after yeah, this, uh, interview. yeah
1: but my sister mrs amundsen and she was she was like you know in elementary school you kind of have like the top everybody knows who the the best teachers are not maybe not best but like the most fun to have in right class. right and she was so much fun i never had her but she was very, very popular among students and she made, you know, learning a lot of fun and she was a big time Packer fan probably even to this day, I'm sure. But you know, that converted my sister in fourth grade and my sister's birthday is January 28th. The same date as the challenger. My, my my mom was in labor with my sister when the challenger space shuttle blew up, which is crazy. Oh, that's um, that's January 28th, 1986. That's so wild.
0: I was in third grade. Yeah. That...
1: Yeah. It's a sad, sad day. But, yeah. Um, the super bowl also fell on my sister's birthday and i believe i want to say it was 1998 which is crazy did uh was the new orleans super bowl between yeah. i think maybe the packers and the broncos was that 98
0: uh it was packers patriots and then the broncos oh, Pac- Yes. sorry the broncos, packers- broncos patriots broncos yes. beat them the next year but yeah
1: yeah so my my sister had a packers birthday party on super bowl sunday and she got her beloved cheesehead gift that she that's the only thing she wanted was the, the triangle cheese hat that's made out of you know yeah foam. 43 cent foam yeah, and uh, she like thought that $40. was the greatest thing ever
0: yeah that's amazing so sh- is she still a packers fan
1: no she's a diehard colts fan the packers thing probably faded and she went to university of indianapolis and when she moved down to indy she became diehard colts fan got it so yeah but i still like to give her shit for <laughs> having her first love be the packers <laughs>
0: um yeah find out who the who the former packers players the other day um this you might have seen me post about this made me feel old um the dolphins draft pick i forget his name his their first round draft pick his grandfather played for the packers when i was from 76 to 1980 and i was born in 76 so now i'm at the age where the grandchildren of players from my from my generation basically are being are being picked in the nfl that's a that's a you know kick you in the shins moment, yeah it'll happen wow. to you it'll, did, hap, it'll happen found, to you too
1: I real quick I found the player his name's Norm Amundsen um born in Chicago Illinois. it says he went to University of Wisconsin at Madison played college football uh, as a guard um, and was picked up and played. It says Amundsen served as the head football coach um, at Beloit College from 62 to 67, coached at Valparaiso University, which is my hometown, from 68 to 76, athletic director at VU from 75 to 79, but he was drafted in the sixth round in 1955 Oh wow! Um, by the Packers out of University of Wisconsin-Madison.
0: So he probably just missed out on the uh, Lombardi era, because I think that, started in the, that was the early 60s.
1: Yeah, yeah, but cool he learns something new every day but <laughs> for Yeah, sure so his daughter was the popular teacher the teacher at my elementary school my sister got, got her and was pretty gung-ho Packers for probably the next two or three years after that
0: well I'm glad you didn't kick her out of the family and I I get I get a hard time because like I'm not really a Packers fan anymore I'm definitely more of a Bears fan because I've been here for more than 20 years I you know I have a bit of a sweet spot in my heart for the Packers and like you know a lot of people can't get their head around that that like
1: I just like yeah. I'm just I, I don't know how many people share this, but I I just cannot hate Brett Favre. Like I like Brett Favre. I he, was, I, he was he was fun to watch. He was he pretty was a, good to watch, man. And guns, he yeah he was a gunslinger.
0: Yeah, and he you know um you know the stuff he the stuff he went through and the way he played the game was you know he he wore his emotions on his sleeve and I was at um yeah I mean I I, I probably went to I had a friend whose family had season tickets and I, I bet I went to like 15 or 20 games, uh, growing up. Wow. And like, yeah, dude, it was, it was just, you know, I went to Yeah,
1: is kind of like the Wrigley equivalent of uh football. Have you, you ever, know? have you ever been to Lambo? Never. Have, oh, well, great things. Yeah. We'll
0: change that. If, if, and when football ever starts up again, we'll, we'll get you up there. Uh, you can, you can wear your, uh, awesome. you can wear your, uh, what, what? Your green Bay shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Or you have others. Don't you have, isn't there a cheese one? all Mac, yeah, no big, cheese. Mac, big, big Mac, Mac, no cheese. Big Mac, no cheese. Yeah. Well, you can wear a few of those. Um, but yeah, no, it, uh, yeah, it's, it, I understand why people here would hate Favre and now would hate Rogers, but like, where's it coming from? Right. I mean, it's, it's not coming from, uh, you because know, because they beat us. Yeah, they were good, and because the and because the Bears front office can never get their act together and get a good quarterback. That's on the Bears. Yeah, man. that's that's my thing.
1: uh my the first night I moved ever moved into Chicago. moved to Chicago was the uh, hail mary pass. That was the first night I ever had in Chicago on my own, and the Bears were playing the Packers. I think it was, I think it was to the. I think he eliminated the Bears from making the playoffs by that. Last second Hail Mary, that like 70 yard bomb. Um,
0: so, what year would that it was have been?
1: 20, 2012 or 2013. I My memory is not good, but I just remember thinking we had the game one and he threw this bomb touchdown to win the game. And I was just like, welcome to Chicago. Yeah. I, and
0: I took Sarah up to Lambeau, Um, it would have been, I guess, probably 2011, and for Bears Packers. And the, the, Bears couldn't win, and it would have eliminated the Packers from the playoffs. And then the Packers then beat the Bears in the NFC Championship, and then won the Super Bowl. And we were at the, it was the last game of the year. And if the uh, if the if the Bears would have won, it would have it would have bounced uh, the Packers.
1: Yeah, I just found it. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it was at Chicago, twenty-seven to twenty-eight with forty seconds left. It was a fifty-yard pass, uh, two thousand thirteen, week seventeen, Bears versus Packers. Yeah, that was the first night I had some buddies over. We watched the game and we were just speechless. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah.
0: We'll see He's what happens. A lot now. Of, we'll see a what happens people. now with uh, Jordan Love. That's the thing too. To yeah, me. yeah. That
1: that tweet that you shared on Facebook, I laughed out loud the, when it said that, J- that guy was like, "Yeah, the Packers starting or the pack, the two quarterbacks on the Packers are A Rod and J Lo." Which, oh man, that was funny. <laughs> That's uh, some t-shirt material right there.
0: <laughs> yeah, you you gonna work some up?
1: I'm gonna try. I'm Would gonna try now. I mean, the 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 thing that sucks is now that I'm somewhat of a little bit more than a tiny no right. company. I, you know, people people are aware of you know what what we're doing or what I'm doing, and you know, kind of follow closely. I've had a few shirts that I have put up, and I've gotten letters from people, whether it be the NCAA or the NFL or the MLB. Right, like, you got to take that down. Tough to be success. So, it's t- yeah. tough to
0: be and maintain success in the shirt game.
1: Yeah, it is. And it, it, in which the kind of thing that I'm learning again, uh, that kind of sucks is all the, a lot of companies who don't have maybe a huge following or don't have a lot of visitors or high traffic, they get away with it. They can make pretty much whatever they want. And in the t shirt world, you have so many people stealing other people's ideas or they'll, you know, they'll copy the, you know, the whatever's popular, they'll copy the, supreme logo and they'll right. put like a different word and it's looks just like a supreme hoodie and like that that kind of stuff i i really try to avoid and stay away from but right even, you know smaller companies they can pretty much print whatever and slide under the radar but once you're kind of are you on gonna... the radar it's very very difficult yeah
0: for sure are you gonna do any uh last dance inspired shirts
1: yeah so i released a shirt well, I mean, the the short answer is yes, but I have to be very careful about how I do this since, you know, I, I work with the Bulls and my shirts are sold in the UC, right. Um, without, without a full fledged NBA license yet, it's, it's, it's difficult. And, you know, my idea that I had when I first started obvious shirts was from North Carolina at guard six, six, then dot, dot, dot. Right. And I was told I cannot sell that, but yet I've seen about six or eight different companies doing their own variation and they right. seem to they seem to be selling really well, which <laughs> sucks. Because if I put that shirt up there, I'll get I'll get an email. I
0: saw um, and I saw you. I saw you shared the uh, traveling cocaine circus one, but you did not come up with one like that yourself.
1: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I like to play. I like to tiptoe the line, uh, but that's just not my. That's just not my thing. Because even the... though it's probably a very popular shirt,
0: yeah, I'm sure it is. That just because you didn't want to get into like the whole like just like the drug reference aspect of it.
1: Yeah, like cocaine, I, I'm pretty sure it's illegal um, <laughs> world, worldwide. So, yeah, I probably should stay away from that.
0: Sure, it's fair. Cool, man. Well, uh, I really appreciate your time, as always. It's great to catch up, and I hope I can't wait for us to do it in person. Uh, pretty much Yeah, every- likewise, man. Pretty much everyone I've talked to, we've all been in agreement that if and when this quarantine gets lifted, uh, we're going to throw a rager. Uh, yeah, yeah yes
1: and i'm attending
0: <laughs> attending dude you're you're uh you're gonna be uh on the homecoming court of the uh of the razor you're you're front and center dude
1: i i just wanted i was talking to Stu, and i would like i'm it's because of my age uh i'm a huge nine i love the 90s everything about the 90s and i just thought it'd be so much fun to have like a pregame cubs 90s party have mark grace Dare I say it? Have Sammy Sosa there you turn, go. Sign some autograph, take some photos, and then we can end everything with a round of Mario Kart and people getting drunk and playing Mario Kart '64 <laughs> on the big screen. That would be my ideal day. All right,
0: all right. Your ideal first day uh, back. We're, we're gonna we're gonna put that. Now it's officially in the record. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, so that's, that would. I'm I'm in for that. Yeah. Well, thank you, Joe, so much for your time. Thank you for uh, continuing to uh, churn out uh, amazing shirt slogans and uh, keeping your thousands of fans happy. And the few dozen who aren't, thanks for doing your best to try to make them happy anyway.
1: Hey, I appreciate that, Brad. It's always fun talking to you. I could talk to you for much longer than this, but uh, people don't want to hear us talk for that long, quite frankly.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, we we have significant others who probably want us to, like, go hang out with them.
1: Yeah. Cool, know. man.
0: Well, we'll talk soon, dude.
1: Awesome, Brad. Thank you so much.
0: There you have it. My wellness check with Joe from Avia shirts. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, as I, as you can tell, I'm a big fan of Joe's and I really appreciate what he's been able to create. Sometimes I'm, I'm a little envious, but I try not to let that get the best of me because he's a great guy. And he uh, works his tail off. He's got his girlfriend behind the scenes who is sort of the glue that keeps it all together. Um, anyway, that's it for today. I'm working on some other wellness checks, uh, that I hope you'll enjoy and please feel free back, feel free to go back and listen to previous ones. Um, as I always ask, please rate, review, subscribe, download, share this podcast. Uh, I would really appreciate that. And if you have anyone in mind who might make for a good guest, please send an email, the heckler at the heckler.com until then I hope you continue taking care and, uh, someday we're all going to meet up again, and uh, throw a rager, and I hope you're there for that too.